0: Coming up this evening, live from New York City. The largest pork producer in the United States is abandoning California. It says it's not worth doing business there anymore. Luxury home sales are falling, so are stocks. Is the recession looming? Bitcoin plunging, and at least one crypto platform blocking customer withdrawals. That and much more coming up on NTD Business. It's great to have you with us. Paul Graney here for NTD Business. America's largest pork producer is closing a major plant in California. It says it will keep servicing Californian customers from now on from existing facilities in the Midwest. Smithfield Foods is also reducing the size of its herd in Utah and exploring ways to exit its farms in Arizona and California. It blames everything on the rising cost of doing business in California. Smithfield says utilities are three and a half times more expensive in California than other states. Processor also brought up government regulation. The state law from 2018 made it illegal to breed pigs in small stalls because they want the pigs to have more freedom to move around. You can see why. But this would also increase the cost of pork production. That's not just companies leaving California. Californians themselves are abandoning the state in droves. Around 275,000 left last year alone, and a number of them are moving not to Florida and Texas, well they are, but to Mexico. Didi svec quarter has more.
1: California is continuing to shrink, with hundreds of thousands of residents moving to places like Tennessee, Texas, Florida, and Mexico.
2: What California
3: tells us when they come is that they are uh, not very happy with what what is going on in their state. I don't know exactly what is going on there but they are not very happy.
1: Alfonso Barrera is a founding partner at Easy Legal Mexico, which provides immigration services. Barrera has seen the number of Americans moving to Mexico increase during the pandemic. Californian officials say around 275,000 people left the state last year.
4: A lot of people are coming because they want to retire or they're looking to change their lifestyle in some way. Um, They're buying homes here. And they're living here part-time or full-time.
1: Matthew Harrop is the founder of Mexperience, an online resource for people who want to engage with Mexico. Harrop says...
4: Possibly the most popular among Americans and Canadians is Ajijic, just south of Guadalajara, which is a a very large conurbation of of foreign expats um, around the lake there. But also popular is is Baja California.
1: Some Americans even live in Mexico, while at the same time they're working in California. They get paid in U.S. dollars, and then they get to pay for things in pesos. People like to retire when they're on fixed incomes and move to a country where the cost of living is a lot lower. They're their money stretches further. Kate Lincoln-Goldfinch is an immigration attorney at Lincoln-Goldfinch Law. She knows many Americans who moved there to take advantage of a lower cost of living. Faye Quarter, NTD News.
0: Well, the cost of living may be falling for anyone moving to Mexico, but back in the States, it's for sure rising. Now, one of the world's top economists, Mohammed El-Areen, the chief economist at Allianz, says this could all have been avoided but the Federal Reserve had acted sooner. And Jessica Beatty has more.
5: Alian's chief economic advisor, Mohamed El-Aryan, told CBS's Face the Nation Sunday that the Fed mischaracterized inflation, and now it's fallen behind.
6: This is going to have enormous economic, social, it hits the poor particularly hard, institutional, and political consequences. And most of it could have been avoided had early actions been taken.
5: He said once you fall behind with inflation, you have to make a choice. Either hit the brakes hard and risk recession, or just tap on the brakes and risk inflation lasting much longer than it should. His comments come as Americans grapple with the worst inflation report in just over 40 years. The Consumer Price Index shows prices rose 8.6 percent year over year in May. Food prices are up 10 percent, gas is up nearly 50 percent, shelter is up 6 percent. Former Congressman David Bratt says inflation is here to stay for now. He's the current dean of the School of Business at Liberty University in Virginia. He told NTD's Capital Report on Friday the Fed's been printing way too much money. This dilutes the value of money already in circulation.
6: And so just a couple months ago, the Fed was still printing uh, 24 percent increases in money supply. Then it went down to 12. But it's not down to 12. It's still 12% increasing the money supply. And so uh, they should be increasing the money supply uh, by the amount of GDP growth you have, which is only about 2%.
5: Economists describe inflation as too many dollars chasing too few goods. Meanwhile, former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers predicts the U.S. will enter a recession in the next year. He told CNN's State of the Union Sunday that a combination of high inflation and low employment is almost always followed within two years by a recession.
6: I think there's certainly a risk of recession in the next year, and I think given where we've gotten to, it's more likely than not that we'll have a recession within the next two years.
5: Summers' statement was in response to a question about recent comments by Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. She told CNBC last week she didn't think the U.S. will have a recession.
1: Thank you so
0: much.
5: Jessica Beatty, NTD News.
0: But on a sign the economy is slowing, high-end home sales are cooling off. Sales of luxury homes saw a huge decline, 17.8% between February and April. A Redfin analysis shows it's the biggest drop since the start of the pandemic. And the usual suspects are to blame rising interest rates, soaring inflation, a shaky stock market, and an uncertain economic outlook. Those same concerns could be worrying investors on Wall Street. All three major indexes sharply lower today. the s and p is now down twenty percent this year. It fell hundred and fifty one points, three and nine tenths of a percent. The Dow dropped eight hundred and seventy six points two and eight tenths of a percent. And the Nasdaq lost 531 points, four and seven-tenths of a percent. This is our man on the money, Lance Roberts at RIA Advisors, managing over a billion dollars in assets. Lance, great to see you.
6: Glad to be here.
0: You worried about what you're seeing on Wall Street today?
6: Yeah, it's not a lot of fun. <laughs> but, you know, this is what we've kind of been talking about now for the last, you know, several months is you know, using rallies to raise cash because again, what's happening here economically, you know, we've got rising oil prices that and, and when oil prices spike higher, that's always preceded a recession or some type of economic event. You've got the Fed hiking rates. And now with this inflation number on top of this, and and look, a, a big chunk of this inflation is is home prices or what we call homeowners or equivalent rent that's going to peak here in the next month or so. And that makes up about 42% of the CPI calculation. So we're about to see the peak in inflation here over the next month or two. It's not going to feel like it, but it is coming. But right now, the market's really worried about the impact on the economy. Maybe too late now for the Fed to be trying to hike rates because the recession is very likely now by the end of this year.
0: Mm-hmm. But do you expect uh, energy prices to go down, food prices, the kind of basics that we see, no let-up, really?
6: Well, no, they're not going to come down right away. But uh, when you get into an economic recession, again, we have a lot of indicators right now that are suggesting that's going to happen, you know, economic confidence, et cetera. But remember that all things in the economy are driven by supply and demand. So if you have an economic contraction or a recession, you're going to have less demand. And we have less demand and ultimately prices will fall. Uh, Again, it may not seem that way. It doesn't feel that way right now but again a year from now we're going to be talking looking back at this and talking about oh you remember when oil prices were and you remember when inflation was and, and that'll be where we are 12 months from now but again that's a long way from now and that doesn't make people feel better about trying to pay their bills today how painful
0: would that recession be to bring prices down that much
6: um, well, look, I mean, I think a lot of people are already experiencing it. You know, we may not say we're in a recession right now, but I think if you ask for a, you know, a lot of people's opinion, it certainly feels that way. You know, there's an old saying on Wall Street that a recession is when your neighbor loses a job and a depression is when you lose yours. Well, we haven't seen the layoffs yet, but those are starting to come. We're starting to hear about hiring freezes. We're starting to hear about layoffs, starting to work through jobless claims on the rise. So this is all coming. And so, again, when we get to that actual recessionary part of the economy, it's gonna feel—it's not gonna feel great, but you know, make sure that you're preparing ahead of time. This is coming. Raise some extra cash. Have some cash in the bank. Start thinking about how you can secure yourself a bit when this economy gets weaker later on this year.
0: Are we talking about something like we saw in 2008? Will it look different this time?
6: Well, every time is different. When it comes to economic recessions, this time is always different. Um, the, out, the outcome will be the same. We're going to go through that same cycle that we normally have, job losses, slower economic growth, et cetera. Uh, the one thing we don't have right now is we don't have a lot of that subprime credit that we had in the housing market. Doesn't mean we can't have a big housing downturn. Housing prices got really kind of out of whack. So we could see a bigger decline in housing. But right now, we don't really see a credit event on the horizon This will be more kind of just a normal economic recession because of all that money we injected into the economy in 2020, 2021. This is simply the payback for all that free money.
0: As a money manager, are you waiting on opportunities? You got
6: your eye on anything if it comes down in price? Absolutely. We've got a whole long shopping list, but right now we've just been selling more, we're short the market right now. Um, look, at some point here, bonds are going to be a fantastic buy to buy treasury bonds because when you get into an economic recession and the Fed starts to reverse their policy, uh, bonds will do exceptionally well at that point. But yeah, there's going to be a lot of great values in stocks and the stock market, but not today. It'll be later on this year, early next year.
0: The Inflation complicates it, though, I feel for you, Lance. Lance Roberts, <laughs> RA Advisors. Appreciate it. Talk soon. Thank you and bitcoin today for all you crypto fans dropping 14% in one day down about 20 down to about $23,000 the total value of the cryptocurrency market tumbled below 1 trillion that's just about a third left from crypto's peak last summer last november apologies that's when its total value hit 3 trillion dollars the drop comes after a surprise move by major crypto lender celsius more on that in just a moment it led to a slide across crypto tokens, with Bitcoin hitting an 18-month low. Number two token, Ethereum, down as much as 28%. Crypto markets have dived in the past few weeks, that as rising interest rates and inflation hurt riskier assets across the financial markets. In May, the collapse of the Terra USD and Luna tokens also shook the industry. Shook, that's the word. And something not quite as bad as losing all of your cryptocurrency but close would be not able to withdraw your funds or make transfers. Well, that's what happened to users of the Celsius Crypto Network. Anthony Shaw Marshall has more on that.
7: Celsius Network, a cryptocurrency lending company, is freezing all withdrawals and transfers between accounts. Celsius announced the news to customers on Sunday. Mark Fidelman, crypto expert and founder of Smartblocks said he would bail immediately if he were a Celsius customer.
6: I would recognize that Celsius to them means Kelvin because uh, they're freezing everyone's assets. I mean, it's insane what's going on there. So if uh, you're a Celsius customer, I'd leave. The company said
7: it froze people's assets because of extreme market conditions, but it didn't say what the extreme conditions were, possibly related to the price of Bitcoin dropping nearly 50 percent this year. Fidelman advises not to keep more than a couple thousand dollars in crypto exchanges.
6: From what we've seen from um, Coinbase is that even they're not guaranteeing that if they go into bankruptcy, your crypto is safe. So keep your crypto off the exchanges. Very simple.
7: Celsius has its own token. Crypto lenders on its platform can earn interest on it and borrows can also pay interest in it. But its value has fallen about 97% in the last 12 months, from $7 to around $0.20, based on CoinGecko data.
6: It's the future, believe me. Don't don't get turned off by this. This is a big correction that was needed.
7: In efforts to comfort clients, Celsius says customers will continue to accrue rewards during the pause. Also, that has valuable assets and is working diligently to meet its obligations. Sean Marshall, NTD News.
0: And crypto exchange Binance US and its CEO were sued today by an investor. It's over a stable coin called Terra USD. Stable coins are usually pegged to some stable assets, in Terra's case, the US dollar. But the coin collapsed last month and broke the peg. The lawsuit says Binance falsely marketed Terra USD as a safe asset when, in fact, it wasn't even registered with the government. Binance responded to the lawsuit and says it complies with all laws and has delisted TerraUSD for the platform now. Crypto assets are pretty volatile. Last week, a group of senators proposed legislation to regulate the space. The one of the Commodities Futures Trading Commission, or CFTC, played the primary role in regulating crypto. The organization is generally seen as friendlier towards crypto compared to the SEC, which usually regulates securities. I'll keep you updated. And Spotify has formed a council to deal with harmful content. Safety Advisory Council will give input on in issues like hate speech, disinformation, extremism, and online abuse. It was after a backlash earlier this year over Joe Rogan's podcast, he was accused of spreading misinformation about COVID 19 vaccines. The council is made up of 18 experts. Many have been advising Spotify for years, apparently. The company says the council will help it develop policies and products, but the council's advice is just advice. Spotify can take it or leave it. And imagine this. You work in a foreign country and your boss tells you you have to swear allegiance to their government or else you'll be fired. What would you do? Well, a not-too-different scenario is facing many English teachers in Hong Kong. Dhristam Ma has the details.
2: Hong Kong officials are ordering foreign English language teachers working in government schools to sign a declaration swearing allegiance to the city. China expert David Zhang and host of Epoch TV's China Insider says having foreign teachers swear allegiance is to keep them in line with Chinese laws.
4: They want to prevent foreigners who are not bound or have not traditionally been bound by uh, these Chinese measures to say things or educate Uh, children on issues that would be deemed politically sensitive in China. They're trying to prevent anybody that wants to talk out of line, so to speak.
2: For anyone who doesn't sign the declaration, Hong Kong's Education Bureau will take action to terminate their employment. Zhang says forcing teachers to swear allegiance has an impact on what students will be able to learn in Hong Kong.
4: Freedom of speech in education or what they teach in education in Hong Kong is going to be totally controlled. So June 4th is a prime example of this. It's very politically sensitive in China. Now that you swore allegiance to Hong Kong, you're gonna not going to talk about this in your lessons or your lectures.
2: Following the passing of the Hong Kong national security law, authorities gradually started ordering government employees to take an oath. Those who take it swear to uphold Hong Kong's constitution, bear allegiance to Hong Kong, and be responsible to the Hong Kong government.
4: It really just means allegiance to the Chinese Communist Party after China took over Hong Kong with the national security law. So you're really not swearing allegiance to Hong Kong, but you're actually swearing allegiance to the government behind Hong Kong, which is the Chinese Communist Party.
2: The requirement of foreign English language teachers to swear allegiance applies to those whose contract started after July 1, 2020, which is the first day that the Hong Kong national security law was put in place.
0: Don Ma, NTD News. And quick break, but still to come. You want to try out some delicious delicacies from around the world? Well, NTD's Phil Zo takes us in a fancy food tour. And McDonald's restaurants reopen in Russia, but under a new name and Russian ownership. So, how are the burgers? That and more coming up on NTD Business. Welcome back. One of the largest food expos in the whole world is taking place right now in New York City. Anthony Philzoo takes us on a tour trying out some fancy food from across the world.
3: We're at the Fancy Food Show in New York City, an expo showing off some of the best specialty foods across the globe. Fancy food. See, it's very fancy stuff over here.
1: We baking all day long, so come
8: back, okay? <laughs> Australia, Iceland, Italy, and of course the United States. Everybody's here.
3: Specialty food is often made in smaller batches using high-quality ingredients, so it usually costs more and is considered a highly valued food item.
7: I really would love for you to try our cakes and cookies.
3: Say no more, after sipping on some black and white coffee, Jonathan Noah of A to Z Distributors shows me one of his most popular desserts. This is knafeh, but instead of the original knafeh, it's, it's, a, it's a baklava with a kanafe top. Across the aisle, at Boston Gourmet Chefs, the baked pastries are smelling really good. That's because they use a European-style butter called Plugra butter, which has a higher fat content.
8: Butter does smell good when it's baking, yeah, that's like one of the main things when you're baking like fresh croissants or things like that, yep.
3: Vegan and vegetarian foods are taking over the globe. David Bencher of Ali Processing tells me.
6: Everything is vegetarian, some of these items are vegan. We have the grilled steak, we have the Salisbury steak, we have the breaded chicken patties, Ready chicken nuggets, quite a very, very big item of ours.
3: Next stop, drinks. How can you have fancy food without having some sparkling water?
7: We just got into the spike business, so we're going to be going into more of a sparkling water made with real fruit, but adding um, a little bit of alcohol base.
3: Now who's ready for some snacks? Follow me.
1: Wait. That's a pretty cool tagline. (laughs) We come up with a lot of fun names and Tropic Like It's Hot is one of them.
3: Alexandria tells me all about her so-good freeze-dried fruit and vegetable snacks.
1: So we are extremely innovative and dedicated to combating food waste. Over 40% of our fruits and veggies go to the landfill every year. So what do we do? We make shelf-stable products like our smoothies. You just blend with ice and water and that's it.
3: And last but not least, time for some fancy dessert.
8: Our latest bar that we've released is our theater bar so buttered popcorn cola raisins hazelnut praline strawberry ice cream potato chips peanut butter and then caramelized saltines
3: the show is making its first return to new york since the ccp virus pandemic The organizers tell me fancy food is here to stay.
8: Of course, inflation is affecting everyone, and that is across the board. Um, Specialty food products tend to be a bit more expensive because of the quality of the production and the ingredients. So I do feel that the specialty food consumer is um, still going to be dedicated to buying those wonderful products. So
3: what you saw earlier was just a fraction of what they offer here at the Fancy Food Show. They actually have nearly 2000 specialty food companies here offering the latest food trends from baked goods to olive oil and what we saw earlier, flavored chocolate. That's right.
0: Butter popcorn and cola. Phil Zo, NTD News, New York. Two lawsuits in 2 weeks. That's what amazon is facing as a result of scrapping free whole foods grocery deliveries for prime members the tech giant which owns whole foods did away with the free deliveries last year and now charges $9.95 per order the first lawsuit came in late may seattle times reporting details about the plaintiff's arguments they said amazon should have either given refunds or offered an option to cancel subscriptions after they scrapped free whole foods delivery And last week, another legal action came in the form of a proposed class action lawsuit. That filing suggests Amazon misleads customers by implying free Whole Foods delivery is still a prime membership benefit, when apparently it's not. We would out to Amazon for comment, but haven't heard back. And over in Russia, some new restaurants may smell like McDonald's, but there are some major differences. The golden arches are gone and the filler of fish is now just a fish burger. But Rachel's, uh, Rachel Judah has more.
8: McDonald's flung open its doors in Moscow once again on Sunday, but under new branding and Russian ownership. The new dawn for Russia's fast food scene will initially see 15 branded restaurants open in the capital under the name of Kuzna and Toshka, meaning tasty and that's it. It comes almost a month after the US burger giant pulled out of the country over what Russia calls a special military operation in Ukraine. Chief Executive Oleg Parov was appointed Russian McDonald's CEO weeks before Moscow sent tens of thousands of troops into Ukraine. He said the company was planning to reopen 200 restaurants by the end of June, and all 850 by the end of the summer. Alexander Govor, the new owner of the Russian chain, confirmed expansion
6: was on the cards. I am an ambitious man. I don't just plan to open all these 850 restaurants, but also develop new ones. Of course, just as before, we will closely monitor the quality of the product and the services that we offer our guests.
8: Parev also said that the rebranded chain will keep its old McDonald's interiors, but expunge any references to its old name. But the grand Moscow relaunch was interrupted by a man holding up a sign and saying, bring back Big Mac. Although he was quickly ushered away, protesters promoted his social media page and members of the media covering the launch held microphones towards him. The reopening could provide a test of how successfully Russia's economy can become more self-sufficient and withstand Western sanctions. McDonald's first opened in the early 1990s as the Soviet Union crumbled. It came to be seen as a symbolic thawing of Cold War tensions between East and West. Sunday's reopening is coinciding with Russia Day, a patriotic holiday celebrating the creation of the Russian Federation.
0: Interesting. And researchers in Japan are turning food waste into concrete. It could be a useful tool for Japan's food waste problem and concrete's environmental impact. Indeed, Andrew Thomas has more.
9: In this laboratory at the University of Tokyo, researchers are developing a technology to transform food waste into an environmentally friendly cement for construction.
2: Primary materials for concrete, such as limestone, have been decreasing worldwide. I wanted to create some materials that can replace it, and that's how I started this research.
9: Sakai first developed a way to make concrete by subjecting pulverized wood particles to heat compression but Sakai and his student, Kota Machida, decided to turn their focus to food waste. Sakai and Machida say they've successfully made cement using tea leaves, orange and onion peels, coffee grounds, cabbage, and even lunchbox leftovers.
2: Our final goal is that this cement replaces plastic and cement products, as they have much higher environmental impacts. In the process of producing, plastics require crude oil, As for concrete, it emits a great amount of carbon dioxide in the process of production. A particularly attractive feature of this material is that it can be reused endlessly."
9: Japan produced about 5.7 million tons of edible food waste in 2019. The country's government aims to cut that in half by 2030. Andrew Thomas, NTD News.
0: If you have any news, tips, or feedback for the show, you can email us at business at ntd.com. We'd love to hear from you. That's the latest from the NTD Business team and myself, Paul Graney. You can still catch NTD Evening News, though. That's with Stephanie Cox at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Follow me on Twitter, too, if you're there. We can talk there. For n Business, that's all for today. Thank you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.